welcome to Blog TV Branded with your host, Rick Sherwood, with insights that come from his years as a psychotherapist and his many life experiences. Rick discusses today's issues and how they can affect our mental well-being. Do you have something that you want to hear his take on? Find us on Facebook with Blog Sheep Rebranded. Email us, Rebecca at rstherapygroup.com or Rick at rstherapygroup.com. Or visit our website at blacksheeprebrand.ca. I don't know about you, but I can't wait to hear what he talks about today. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to a beautiful Monday morning and welcome to the beginning of your week. And thank you, Rebecca. Rebecca's back and she's back with her voice. Uh, how are you feeling, Rebecca? It's been a long process, but I think I'm finally getting there. And so what do you mean by, by a long process? I, I, I know that both uh, Sherry and Rebecca the last few weeks have been feeling under the weather. And uh, and uh, so what we had started to do was to have uh, some interaction between Rebecca and I, which uh, is the direction we're going. But uh, yeah, she just didn't have a nose or a voice or an, any body part that was going to cooperate. So, so again, so how are you feeling? I'm talking. <laughs> so that should say a lot right there. <laughs> And, and yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm glad you're talking. And uh, yeah, so this uh, Monday morning, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about shame. Kind of a boring term, don't you think? Just good old everyday shame. Where this came from is, you know, many different uh, times in my life I've thought about shame and I've, I've thought about how it is used to control and manipulate other people by shaming them into feeling stupid or feeling guilty or feeling inadequate, feeling some way that they're not loved or it's inadequate. And so examples of how to use shame, you know, you need to make this right with me by doing whatever is over here for somebody else. Okay, well, well, that's just using shame. That's just manipulation through and through. Another thing is directly saying, you know, why do you want to break my heart by not studying or by not eating that food or by not doing something? And again, it's a form of manipulation that when you point it out to people, most people go, oh, wow, I didn't mean that. But actually, they did. What they meant to do is because they don't want to intellectually have a conversation or find out that they aren't going to get what they want. What they do is they go immediately to shame. I don't like this version of you. Okay, well... That's just trying to shame somebody. That's not actually having a conversation or trying to understand anything. That's, that's just directly, absolutely, 100% shaming. That's all that, that is. It's nothing other than, than, than shame. And so people are going to say, well, what else am I supposed to do? Either accept the fact that the person isn't going to do what you want them to do, or understand that shame is not the tool to use. Actual discussion is a tool to use and understanding and accepting that you may not get what you want. But what happens is, again, people all the time will use shame for what you should wear, what you should do. I've done it. I, As a parent, as a partner, as an anything, I have used shame. I have tried very hard not to. And I think it's just a, a, a personality thing. I, I don't think that there's anything, you know, necessarily special about this but going back to where did this begin um where did the seed for me to do a podcast on this begin and so interesting play what we're going to do here with with this beautiful song from uh ronnie Millsap. 
There goes the words, folks. This is a beautiful old song by Ronnie Melsap, and as you could understand by the beginning, it's about trucking. It's about being a prisoner of the highway. And so that concept of being a prisoner of the highway. So I was having a conversation with a guy who um, loves trucking. But trucking takes him away from his, his daughter, takes him away from his partner, takes him away from his life. And I said to him, I said, you know, one of the things to do, because, uh, again, what he's doing is he's facing this shame that's being, you know, downloaded to him. The people who he loves working for and working with, you know, well, what would you do? How would you do that? How could you give this up? How could you? How could you? And it's, again, it's a form of shaming him into staying in the position because they need truck drivers. And then on the, on the flip side of that are also people who are shaming him. How could you be away from your daughter? How could you be away from me? How could you be? And again, it's, it's a form of shame. Instead of actually having intellectual conversations. And so what I did is I said to him, I said, is there any way for you to rethink what truck driving means to you. Is there any way for you to sit there? And and this guy, I actually referred to him as the mayor because he's, he's such a happy-go-lucky type of guy. And yet in these couple areas, he really does, does struggle. And so I said to him, I said, Mayor, because again, I give lots of people nicknames. And I said, Mayor, I said, talk to me about what other things could happen where you're still driving a truck, you're still playing with the big toys, you're still doing the things that you want to do, but that you're doing it differently. Maybe a pump truck, you know, for, for pumping concrete. Maybe a, cr a mobile crane. Maybe, and the list of things goes on and on and on for things where he could still be driving a truck, still around trucking, still around the big stuff that he likes to be around, but simply doing it differently. And, you know, guys running pump trucks are going to say, well, it's still long hours. But you still go home, you know, typically to your own bed at night. You, you're not sleeping in the bunk of the truck and you're not, you know, a province or two away or a state or two away. You're you're local. You're not going a, a huge distance. Mobile crane, yes, you, you may be on a job site and you may be in a hotel. But predominantly, again, depending on who you're working for and the size of the crane, it may be a lot more local type of work. So, again trying to think outside the box instead of shaming. But what happens is so often what we get is shame. Oh, my dear God, I can't believe this. Now, the next words that come out of my mouth, are they shame-based or are they observational? That doesn't fit you anymore. That that's, can be a statement of fact. It does not fit you. And then if you add to that, what, what should we do? Again, is that shame-based or is it an observation? It depends very much on the circumstances. I remember once uh, somebody many, many years ago had gained 
enough weight throughout their entire body that their downhill ski boots wouldn't wouldn't fit. And the loot on the biggest setting, we couldn't get them done up. And I said, oh my God. But it was the question of we are now at the ski hill and your boots cannot be done up because you haven't skied in a year and a half, two years, and you've gained this amount. What should we do? That person would have internalized that as shame. I didn't mean it as shame. What I meant was, I don't know what to do. And I, I do have a suggestion. I literally have no, no comprehension, no ability, no concept. What do you want me to do? But that, again, that concept of shame, it's a very, very slippery slope. And we have to simply be cognizant of the fact that sometimes shame is put out there to truly control and dictate. And it's about the whole conversation, not about one sentence. So if somebody sits there and again, and they say, you know what, you need to make this right with me by, you know, giving somebody else a, a bunch of money. So that is truly shame. That is truly a shame that's trying to be given to you to make you change your direction. And being the youngest of a, of a huge family, uh, I was regularly shamed. I don't think anybody meant it in, in necessarily a bad or nefarious way. But at times they did. And so I grew up in a world where, for various reasons, I became very sensitive to the use of words and the use of language. And that is what shame is about. So many people don't want to actually become you know, better acquainted with, with language, better acquainted with how to make a verbal argument, better acquainted with. So what they do is they just simply shame. And unfortunately, you see this all the time now in politics. Instead of somebody putting forth a really good, eloquent argument, they just, you know, mudsling. We just shame we don't actually sit there and truly make an intelligent, articulate argument. We just shame. Why? Why do we need to do this? And so go back to this whole song from Ronnie Millsap. I'm going to play a little bit more of it because I want you to think about this song. The song is Prisoner of the Highway. I think it's a fabulous song. But part of the Prisoner of the Highway is being a prisoner of our own way of thinking and our own way of doing. And people will say, well, I was just making a joke. I was just doing whatever. But no, you were doing it at the expense of somebody, which is being shameful. And so what Ronnie's singing about right that right there is the patterns. This is what I've done. 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 This is what trucking is. But as I said to this young man, can we rethink it? So instead of shaming in one way or the other, it's about questions. It's a longer process. The, the prisoner of the highway...
there are drivers that I have as clients. There are drivers that I have as friends and myself as a, as a driver. Historically, I get the love of doing that job and being able to be free and waking up in different places and going to, I love, and I understand that. But what I'm asking you to do is as much as you love something, do you use what you love to manipulate other people? So going back to this young man, his boss is one of the big proponents of shaming him into your life will never be if you stop doing this. This is going to be horrible. This is going to be bad. This is, this is, and it's all shame based. It's not actually discussion based. And it's, it's really, really interesting. And I think that, that one of the big influencers in my life, you know, when I think back to my childhood, you know, who taught me to think about things in a slightly different way is a guy I used to go trekking with. And, and Sam, you know, I would go to Montreal. I would go to uh, Three Rivers. I would go to other places, you know, not super far in the way of my idea of trucking today. He was never a big miler, but, you know, he did spend a lot of time on the road. And I remember different times me making statements that were derogatory or put downs towards people because that's what I was surrounded by. So that's what I learned how to do. And that's what I did. And he would come back with not shaming me, but he would ask me a question. You know, what makes you think you can say that? Why do you believe that? Why this? Why that? And so in my job, I often see this idea of shaming and this idea of, of again, being somebody who wants to stop the manipulation, stop the process. And so this is, again, this is an incredible position that we find ourselves in, and we find it all the time, because what we do is we think that we're having a discussion, but we're not. The discussion is starting with shame. The discussion is starting with a put down. And it's starting with power and trying to use what I'm doing to say that you're not as good as me. And so when you say that, that you're not as good as me, right? What does this do? And so also part of that prisoner of the highway, and, and I'm going to go back to Rebecca here to ask her a question. And when you think about that prisoner of the highway, that prisoner of thought, when you become a prisoner of shame, then what you do is you go into a smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller sphere, and you accept less and less and less from people because you think that that's what you deserve. And so I'm going to ask Rebecca. Okay, so Rebecca, you know, where she comes from is not a lot of grandi grandiose belief in herself. And so what happens, just as with me, not a lot of belief in myself. And so when I was in high school, right, I, there was lots of things I didn't believe in myself. And, you know, Rebecca has some, some similar background. And this isn't to outer. We're using this as a, as a learning thing for everyone to understand what did it take the very first time you cut a, the very first piece of stained glass? What did it take for you to believe that you could actually take whatever that chunk of glass was and turn it into something else, right? Because again, historically, you can't do. And you can't do 
And then what we do as human beings is we then transfer that to all other aspects of our life. You can't do, you can't do, you can't do. And so when she very first looked at doing stained glass, as, as I sit here and I'm looking at the stained glass, some of the stained glass she's made, and it's quite beautiful. What went through your head? I think it helped that I was doing it with Sherry, who had never done it before either, so we're both new. And it was a very small class. It's just the two of us and the instructor. That made me feel more comfortable because I didn't have these people who knew what they were doing around me. I was still very nervous. I still am. And I'm in bigger classes now. But it, it takes a lot to get over that fear that you can't do something or you can't do it right. That's my main thing is that I can't do it right. So if you think about that, that idea, right, of I can't do it right, you know, and those, you know, beautiful, simple words, right, right from Rebecca and her journey. And the idea of you can't do it right, you know, we get this all the time. And there's another beautiful song I'm going to use here for a little bit, because, again, I want you to all think about this. This song is by Jason Aldean, Fly Over States. And when we think about, you know, this song, when we think about this, right, you're in an airplane, you're flying across. And, you know, so many people don't look down and think about the possibilities of what it's like to live there. They look at the, the cornfields, they look at the ground and they go, who the hell wants to live there? That's a shame-based statement. When, you know, if you ever do take the time to run through the Midwest, and people are going to say, oh my God, it's cornfield after cornfield or wheat field after wheat field. You're right, but that corn and that weed is what ends up on your table. And so, again, what people do is they sit there and, and, and they want to use shame. Who the hell would ever want to live down there? So just listen up here. So I'm going to leave you all with a funny, funny story, right? So you, you think about that song, listen to that song, buy that song. Jason Aldean's an incredible artist. Listen to that song and think about it. There's a place in Nebraska called Ogallala. And this, this place in Nebraska, I have pictures from when I was a kid stopping in Ogallala on our way to, to, to Boulder, Colorado to go see, see relatives. And, and walking around the truck stop and taking pictures. And and I have pictures from there. And then I go back to, to when I when I trucked out west. And and I, again, pictures from out in that area. And I remember once flying from Toronto to uh, San Francisco. And we were flying out. And I remember looking down. And I was like, 
I think we were over in Nebraska. And and this is honestly got a true story, folks. I remember looking down and thinking, because there's a feed lot just uh, west of Ogallala, a few miles. But from 32, 34,000 feet, whatever we were flying at, you could see that distance and you could see. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Ogallala. And there's that feed lot and blah, blah, blah. And it was really funny because the captain came on as an update into the flight and said where we were and said we were beside Ogallala. Because my parents took the time to drive across the country and I took the time to want to invest in seeing and understanding. And then I had the beauty of trucking. It is one of the beautiful things about about my life that I wouldn't want to give up. I don't want to be doing it today, but I certainly wouldn't want to give it up. Because again, you know, people shamed me for trucking. They shamed me when I went back trucking. They shamed me when I went to school and then went back trucking. But trucking has always been one of these things I could always count on for a living. And so, and one of the other beautiful things about it is understanding where where little places like Ogallala are. So everybody, do yourself a favor. Do me a huge favor. And as we come into this Christmas season and we're going to be around a lot more people and you're going to hear people who are going to want to shame you because of what you do, because of a relationship, because of what you've spent money on, because what you haven't done. Do me and do yourself a huge favor. When you hear those phrases, thank that person for their opinion. Because again, that's what what shaming is. It's an opinion. But don't don't buy into it. Understand that part of, of the process of being human is doing things that other people don't agree with. Be proud. Be a black sheep. Stand up. Stand out. And you all have yourselves an absolutely fabulous, fabulous week. And we will chat with you again on Thursday. Bye, everyone. And again, from Black Sheep Rebranded, from Rebecca, Sherry, all the other uh, sources that we use outside of here. Uh, Again, thank you very much. It's Rick Sherwood. Thank you for for tuning in. And thank you for uh, adding to our listenership and adding to the countries that we are heard in. And again, thank you very much for your feedback. We we greatly appreciate it. So everybody, please uh, don't use this stuff. It's all proprietary. And uh, it is not a substitute for mental health. Uh, if if this is triggering something, if this is inspiring you to have a conversation with, with somebody, do it. Reach out. Have the conversations. Have yourself the best mental health and have yourself the best uh, week possible. Everyone, take care.